It's time to take a journey to find your courage, break through your limits, and master your destiny. It's time for Ken D. Foster's Voices of Courage. Ken brings you some of the most courageous people on the planet that will inspire greatness within you and change your life for the better. It's time to see the unseeable, know the unknowable, and do the impossible. It's time for Voices of Courage. And here's your host, Ken D. Foster. Well, welcome everybody. Did you know that drug and alcohol addiction affects people from all walks of life? Of course you do. But you may not know this. According to the National Institute on Alcohol and Abuse, more than 80,000 people die from alcohol-related deaths each year in the United States. And according to the Substance Abuse and Mental Health Services Administration, one in 10 Americans has a drug problem. Hi, this is Ken D. Foster. I'm your host for today's show. The show is called The Courage to Transform Your Addictions into Power. And I'm dedicating this show to help you understand the dangers of drug and alcohol abuse and its impact on all of us so that you can help yourself and your loved ones to make healthier choices. You know, addiction in this country is under-acknowledged. It's uh, prevalent in all areas of our society. And it's something that we all need to take to heart because right now, if you turn on just about any TV station, you're going to be hearing ads for alcohol, ads for tobacco, ads for prescription drug medication. Um, and listen, this is impacting all of us. And it's impacting all of us in, in many negative ways because I know this that there's a high rate of incarcerated drug and alcohol users in this country that all started out thinking this wouldn't harm them, this would be okay. And we have a society that basically says that, uh, you know, consumption of alcohol and drugs, and now marijuana is part of that, although that's not considered a drug. Um, we've got about 4 million people that don't know how to quit it yet. Um, this country has a big, a big problem. You know, drug overdoses alone kill about 72,000 people in the United States last year. It's a new record. You know, it's being set by the deadly opioid uh, epidemic. And this is something we need to pay attention to. So, listen, you can't change what you can't acknowledge. So let me give you some facts that may help you change the way you think about drug and alcohol addiction. In the most recent census on drug addiction, it shows that 24 million Americans, that's 9.4% of the population, have used an illicit drug in the previous month, right? One out of 10 again. Of, of these, approximately 19.6 million have or have had a substance disorder in the previous year. This means that nearly one out of 10 Americans have this problem, right? So alcohol impairs about 30% of uh, fatal accidents in this country are alcohol-related, uh, 30%. More than 15 million people struggle with the addiction in the United States, right? And teen alcohol abuse right now, uh, 4,700 teenagers die every single year in this United States due to alcohol-related uh, uh, deaths. And if that's not enough, you know, the cost is horrific. 
Drunk driving in the United States costs us about $199 billion every single year. So what are we going to do? You know, what's, what's happening here? Well, this is a wake-up show. This is a day for you to think, let's think what's going on in this country. Let's think about what's going on in our families and in our own lives, right? So knowing the signs and symptoms of abuse is an important way for you to not only get help for yourself, if that's you, and also for family members and friends that might be going through this. So what are some of the key signs that people are having addiction going on in their life, right? Well, uh, a lot of times they're going to have problems at work or school because the drugs are drinking. They're going to engage in dangerous activities and I don't have to name all the millions of dangerous activities that people do when they're high. But, uh, you know, one of the main ones is they're driving under the influence. Blacking out or not being able to remember what happened the day before. And legal problems, such as being arrested or harming someone else, right? Men tend to get more aggressive when they, when they drink and do drugs, right? Um, women um, tend to have more challenges with... Um, with abuse when they're when they're drinking, so it's a big problem. Uh, a couple other pieces uh, that I want to mention is with the warning signs is continuing to use in spite of health problems. I think this is something that a lot of people that are using drugs or alcohol they started you know they started maybe they wanted to be social with it or maybe they took a drug because some uh, doctor prescribed it for a medical condition they had. But what happens is that if their, their health starts to deteriorate, right, and they can't quit, that's a sign. There's something wrong here. And I'll tell you the, the number one way that we can know whether somebody's having an alcohol or drug-related problem, and that is your own intuition. Really, tune in to the people around you. Look at them. Look at their eyes. Look at their demeanor. Look at how they show up, Right. You know inside of you what's going on, but a lot of times we deny it, right? So not only is the addict denying it, but those around them seem to deny it too. So I want you to think about what's going on today. Can you change it? Can you change your life? Can you change things around for those you love? Of course you can. So I'm a guy that likes to look at causes, and this show is all about causes. So, you know, what is it? that really causes people to let go of themselves. Because really, when you get into addiction, what's happening is that there's something inside of you that doesn't maybe feel just right in a, certain, in a situation. You may not feel good in your body, and all of a sudden you want to take a substance that'll make you feel better, right? So if you just get in an accident, right, and you get uh, broke your leg, you're not feeling good, you got to get some pain medication. Great, Okay. But you take that temporarily, and then you're done with it. What happens is a lot of times with the opioids, you take the pain medication, and now your the leg is healed, but you're still taking it. Why is that, right? What's the cause of that? Well, I believe that there's a cause that most people that have a challenge with alcohol or drugs, it's because we've really let go of who we are. Uh, who we are is our own self, our own soul. What happens is that with addiction, a lot of times the, uh, one of the first things to go is the willpower, the willpower to stop. So you start tuning into, you start creating environments for yourself where you make it easier and easier for yourself to get uh, alcohol or drugs in your system. 
and um, your willpower isn't as great to say no anymore. And why is that? Well, because there's a part of us that's always speaking to us, and that's our soul, our spirit. And if you're not listening to that, then you're probably going down a dark path. So I believe this. I believe that all addiction is the challenge, uh, or not challenge, it's a fight between the, the ego and the soul. And who's going to win? Well, eventually the soul will win. But in the meantime, abuse can cause a lot of pain for a lot of people. So causes, all right? Well, there's a lot of different causes. In fact, I've got a guest coming on my show. They're going to be talking. We're going to go into the depth of those causes and what causes people to lose themselves, uh, lose the battle of the ego, right? Lose the battle and, and go deep into their own addictions. So a couple things you can do, though, is you can seek help from those that uh, uh, have gone before us, people that are uh, experts in overcoming addiction, which I got two of them coming on my show today. You can learn to master yourself again. You know, you have a body, but you're not a body. You have a mind, but you're not your mind. Um, you, you're the soul. And with you and this is the power to overcome any addiction because you can but you can't do it alone. I don't think any ad- addict that I've ever known that's deep in the uh, addiction has ever been able to do it alone. They always need to find help. So the, and one of the things that I know both of my guests do is they help people to uh, surround themselves with the proper environments. And the other thing they do is they help them to understand with wisdom what's really going on for that individual person. So this is what the show is about. I hope you enjoy it. And coming up in my next segment, we're going to be talking about how you can actually get somebody into recovery. How cool is that? We'll be right back. We'll be back with more Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Attention business owners. The feeling of being overwhelmed, stressed out, and facing difficult business challenges goes hand in hand with being an entrepreneur. But there are solutions, and it's time to explore the possibilities. You work hard as an entrepreneur. Give yourself the break you deserve. Ken D. Foster is the business coach for you. Ken has over 21 years of experience with leaders just like you, who trust to share what is truly going on in their business and that thing called life. You're invited to set up a free conversation confidential consultation with Ken. His wisdom, guided methods, and unique strategies will bring you to new heights and breakthrough obstacles. Visit KenDFoster.com to set up your free confidential consultation. It's time to achieve your dreams because you deserve a successful business and a balanced, happy life. Sound great? Find out how to make this happen. Visit KenDFoster.com. That's KenDFoster.com. KenDFoster.com. Are you feeling stuck or in a holding pattern with your business or life and you're not doing the things you want or love? Then at some point, you're going to be faced with a decision. You'll either choose to keep living in your comfort zone and risk a life of mediocrity or increase your courage, step into your power and forge into the unknown where everything new becomes possible. If you're truly ready to live masterfully, then you need Ken D. Foster's newest book, The Courage to Change Everything, Strategies and Wisdom to Transform Your Life One Day at a Time. This powerful but simple guide provides you with 365 days of life-transforming wisdom, 
profound questions, and action steps that will increase your strength and open the doors to success. Stop wondering why your business or life isn't working. The answers are available now. Imagine if you had more courage or another chance to start following your dreams. To pick up your copy of The Courage to Change Everything, visit thecouragetochangeeverything.com. That's thecouragetochangeeverything.com. with Voices of Courage. And now your host, Ken D. Foster. Ah, it's a great day to transform your life or help somebody else transform theirs. Today our show is called The Courage to Transform Addictions into Power. I'm in studio with Kay White. Kay is the executive director of uh, Villa Kalima in La Costa, California. Uh, Villa Kalima is a recovery uh, program exclusively for women. Uh, they accept uh, just a few at a time uh, because they have very individualized treatment. And Kay is also a, uh, a spiritual life coach. She's a certified yoga instructor. And I love the thing I love about Kay is that not only does she the executive director of uh, Via Kalima, she herself um, suffered with addictions for over three decades, and she was able to reach a bottom, um, find and look at the dysfunctional areas of her life and be able to transition them to a place where she's healthy, vibrant, amazing person today, who has a beautiful family, who has an incredible uh, recovery center and is helping people to recover from drug and alcohol addiction and so much more. Kay, welcome to the show. Thank you, Ken. I'm so glad you're here. I am too. Yeah. And um, let's just talk about a little bit about, um, you know, how your story, I read it last night on the internet and I really got into it. I was like, man, this is an amazing woman. She went through a lot. <laughs> what, what happened? Well, actually that kind of star that story online is is from when I started recovering on it doesn't really go into the history but um you were talking about the causes and I think you know there's a lot of women who have a lot of unhealed trauma and for me that's what it was for me I was um I had a lot of childhood trauma and um that led me down paths that created more trauma in my life and so um I didn't, you know, I started using drugs when I was 17 and um, didn't stop till I was 48. And, you know, all of those years I was self-medicating pain, you know, emotional pain, physical pain, um, you know, just all of the unhealed pain in my life. And um, I didn't know what else to do. And I thought that that was just the way I was going to live for my whole life was just using drugs and alcohol and and other addictions um, to manage my feelings and to stuff everything. So I think a lot of women um, do the same. And a lot of the women that come to Villa Kalima have unhealed sexual trauma and other kinds of traumas. And it's that pain that we have deep inside of us that's driving our behavior. Do you think that pain goes away if we don't do something about it? Is it is is that something that will just go away in time? I, I think a lot of times people think that. I think that we stuff it and then it's 
subconsciously running our lives. Mm. You know, it's just, it's in there and it's always there. It, it was always in there. I didn't know it was running my life. I didn't know that that was, that was it until I healed it. And then right. I knew. But, at, at one point, did the, the drugs and alcohol work for you? I mean, you, you did it for a long time. So Yeah, they say, uh, I hear this, you know, that uh, marijuana is not addictive. And uh, I know for myself, I was highly addicted to marijuana. I smoked marijuana all day, every day from 17 years old. And, and um, I couldn't quit, especially in my 20s. It was so intense. When I would run out, I would go crazy. I, was, I would be an angry lunatic until I got some more, you know. So I know it was, I was very addicted to it. Um, so... Yeah, it's, it's, you know, a lifetime of self-medicating and not wanting to feel my feelings, not being able to be in my own skin mm-hmm. um, without a chemical buffer. Mm-hmm. You know, I couldn't be alone. I had to, if I just, loneliness was, you know, uh, one of the big drivers. And so I spent long periods of time in very dysfunctional, abusive relationships. Mm-hmm. As you were mentioning that that mm-hmm. drives, you know, the alcohol, the addiction, mm-hmm. you know, allows you to stay in those situations. You just right. keep numbing the pain or you get on some kind of um, pharmaceutical medications and the pharmaceuticals, they numb you out too. And the problem is they also numb the joy. They also numb your your soul, your spirit, your life, you know, so you can either way, none of those things work. You can't heal. Mm-hmm. You know, I've, I've heard it been said that uh, a lot of times people with alcohol and drug abuse, uh, they they live their life in the, like a 10 mile square area. Right. They just stopped. They, they closed down more and more and more. Did you find the case for you when that, oh, you were going through that? And do a lot of people that come into Villa Kalima, does that happen with them? Absolutely. Yeah, that's um, my life got very small towards the end. I think the last six months of my drinking and using, I uh, never left my bedroom. I'm all, I never left my house. I mean, I got I got alcohol and drugs delivered and um, my life got very small. I wouldn't answer my phone. I wouldn't talk to my family. I didn't want anyone to know, even though they all knew. I thought I was hiding it, but you know, everyone did know. But uh, but I, my life became very small. So today, let's let's go at today because today you you uh, are the executive director of uh, Villa Kalima. It's a recovery um, home for women that really want to uh, change their life. They may have, you know, you and I've been talking. A lot of people come in, they've tried a lot of different ways to recover, and they finally find you, and they can recover. Um, why is that? What, what happens at, uh, at uh, Villa Kalima that doesn't necessarily happen in all recovery areas? Well, I think you were mentioning it earlier, is about the soul, the spirit, you know, our true self. And, yeah. um, you know, alcohol, drugs, and other dysfunctional behaviors kind of block us from that. So I didn't have a spiritual life for 30 years. There was really no spirituality at all. And, um, you know, it's our program is mind, body, spirit based. So we are a holistic program that looks at the whole person, all aspects of the person, mind, body and spirit. So we are synergistically working on all of that at the same time. So we don't just treat symptoms. We're not just masking symptoms. We don't bring clients in and put them on some medication and get them feeling better and send them out to, 
you know, good luck out there. You know, we, you have to have a fundamental change. You have to have a spiritual awakening. You really have to get in touch with your soul. So what we do at Villa Kalima is really, uh, helping women learn to love themselves. Mm -hmm. You know, we only take six women at a time. The Mm -hmm. program is, uh, very comprehensive. We have, uh, a great team of amazing therapists and holistic practitioners, um, that, see to every address, every aspect of the woman. And so I think the difference, well, for one thing, when you have a group of women healers that are focused on healing the women and they're, and they're from their hearts, you know, our team is very, um, they're there because they want to help people. They want to help these women. And a lot of them have been through it themselves. Like me, we're in recovery, so we understand. We we get it. We know where they're at. Um, so it's a it's a different approach. Um, there's a lot of c- programs out there that say they're you know holistic yeah. because they have you know yoga and green juice once a week, mm. but we actually do it every day. It's a full immersion, so they're practicing these new behaviors every single day. So they're changing their environment. They're changing what they're putting in their minds. They're changing what they're putting in their bodies. And they're reconnecting to their to themselves exactly. in, in a deep level. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, yes, exactly. And we really address trauma. We have a lot of different parts of our program that address the trauma mm-hmm. and help the women process mm-hmm. all of that unseen mm-hmm. things, all those things they've stuffed, all those things they haven't wanted to look at. They don't want they they've been numbing them for years, and so we we help them in a safe, loving, supportive environment. We help them look deep into those things and release those things. So we have some great practitioners to help them heal that. Um, so that's just one aspect of our program. And then we, we heal the body, we heal the body. Mm -hmm. We focus on, you know, a completely organic non-toxic diet that cuts out all of the pesticides and artificial ingredients and colorings and all of the things that are not good for you. Most people have a horrible diet. If they've been doing drugs and alcohol, they're also eating terrible food. Wow. Well, listen, I got to take a break, but uh, when I come back, I want to ask you what stops people from getting recovery. Okay. Okay. We'll be right back. Thank you. We'll be back with more Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. There comes a time when you know you need to restart and regain control of your life. A time to seek freedom from the anxiety, addiction, and other issues that may be bringing you down. A time to heal and reemerge as the real you. Villa Kalima is a holistic residential recovery program exclusively for women for individualized treatment. Villa Kalima offers proven clinical and holistic therapies for the mind, body, and spirit to assure sustainable recovery. Villa Kalima focuses on healing the cause, not temporarily masking symptoms. It's the only way to truly recover and find yourself again. Villa Kalima is located in a beautiful, peaceful, resort-like setting and is a licensed and accredited residential treatment center accepting a variety of health insurances. Start your healing and renewal today by calling Villa Kalima in La Costa, California at 760-814-8214. 760-814-8214. Villa Kalima, a place for transformation. 
Are you feeling stuck or in a holding pattern with your business or life and you're not doing the things you want or love? Then at some point, you're going to be faced with a decision. You'll either choose to keep living in your comfort zone and risk a life of mediocrity or increase your courage, step into your power and forge into the unknown where everything new becomes possible. If you're truly ready to live masterfully, then you need Ken D. Foster's newest book, The Courage to Change Everything, Strategies and Wisdom to Transform Your Life One Day at a Time. This powerful but simple guide provides you with 365 days of life-transforming wisdom, profound questions, and action steps that will increase your strength and open the doors to success. Stop wondering why your business or life isn't working. The answers are available now. Imagine if you had more courage or another chance to start following your dreams. To pick up your copy of The Courage to Change Everything, visit thecouragetochangeeverything.com. That's thecouragetochangeeverything.com. back with Voices of Courage. And now your host, Ken D. Foster. All righty. Hey, today is a great day to recover, right? Show's called The Courage to Transform Addictions into Power. I want to let you know that the uh, show is being sponsored by Women's Wisdom, Women Empowering Women in Friendship and Business. And you can find them at womenswisdom.net. That's womenswisdom.net. I happen to know uh, they're in San Diego, and they have uh, online presence also. This week coming up, uh, their speaker is Lisa Nichols. She's one of the top motivational speakers in the world. She'll be at the event live. And um, if you're in San Diego, I encourage you to go check it out, womenswisdom.net. You can sign up. It's Friday. I think it's from 11 to 2. And I know I'll be there. I know Kay uh, will be here, uh, my in-studio guest. So uh, I encourage you to come. Okay. Today, we're talking, again, about addiction. And in-studio is Kay White. She is the executive director of Via Calima here in La Costa, California. And the question I want to ask her is, what stops people from getting recovery? Well, for me, it was fear. It was fear. I mean, you know, like you were saying earlier, society really promotes drinking, you know, drinking and, and partying is, you know, part of life and it's seem it's portrayed as normal and everyone should do it. And so the thought of giving that up and not, not doing that anymore feels like you are going to be an outsider. You're not going to fit in anymore. No one will like you and you won't have any friends. No one will want to hang out with you. So I was really terrified of, well, who am I going to be without alcohol? And also because of all those years, my whole life revolved around it. Everywhere I went, everything I did, there was drinking involved. And so it was scary to imagine a life, what I couldn't imagine a life without it. I didn't know what that would look like. So it felt so fearful. And when I finally surrendered, it was because my life had become so painful that anything would have been better than that. And so, um, but honestly, the process is like, you know, the, the caterpillar going into the cocoon and completely dissolving because everything that you were is no longer, you're not going to be that anymore. You're going to dissolve and reinvent yourself. And unfortunately you will come out the other side as the butterfly because my life is amazing now. And I couldn't ever have imagined that it could be. You know, a lot of people, 
are in denial. I think denial is one of the challenges that keeps people out of recovery. Absolutely. And, um, you know, but there's, there's signs of denial. I think you hit on it. You know, it's, it's pain, right? Life is getting more and more painful. That's, that's not the way that life's supposed to go. It goes the opposite way when, mm-hmm. when you're living a normal life. Is that would that's you say that's accurate? Yeah. Not I'm, that you don't have challenges, but right. Yeah. No, life is always going to have challenges, and life is always going to have pain. But you can learn how to deal with it in a healthy way. And I think we're under an illusion that you know the alcohol or the drug is going to somehow mask or kill the pain because it actually ends up making everything worse. Mm-hmm. Um, things don't get better when you treat it that way. You have to find healthier ways to. Um, heal yourself. So, so in that sense, you almost have to feel the pain to make the change. In other words, if you've been trying to chase, uh, you know, chase everything that uh, that will help you not feel pain, you actually have to start to feel your feelings and, yep. and get in tune with what what's working, what's not again. Yeah, and mm-hmm. you know, eventually the alcohol and the drugs don't work anymore. They're not killing the pain anymore. Right. So the pain's right. just constant, and that's when you finally you know, come to the realization that you've got to do something different. Well, listen, I was online looking at your website last night and I really went in depth and you have so many resources on that website to help people to understand addiction, understand recovery, what it looks like, what it feels like, what, it, what you know, you've got inspiration, you've got uh, clinical uh, uh, doctors talking about it. It's really powerful. I, I just want to commend you for Thank that you. amazing site. And um, uh, what I wanted to say is when I was on the site looking at the facility and looking at the pictures of the facility and what people experience when they're there, this is a um, it's like a first class facility, not only in terms of comfort, but in terms of the staff that's that you've uh, put together. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yes, um, I feel so blessed. Um, we have such an amazing team of healers, and you know they're all there because that's their passion. They're passionate about helping women heal, and so they were, you know, I believe just drawn to the program. And they they call me and say, "Hey, I want to work here," you know. So um, some of them saw the website and and you know called me up and said, Hey, you know, I have gifts and talents that are, would be great for this, for your philosophy, for this, this program's philosophy. And, and so, um, we have amassed an, a beautiful team of people. We have about 20 practitioners, uh, to serve six women. That's, that's amazing. And the facility itself, give me the idea of like a typical day for someone that comes into the, uh, to the facility after they've gone and done the detox. Well, um, we start every morning with a morning group that's based in spirituality. And we start with a heart centered meditation where they, they feel the energy of their heart and just drop into that. And so it's just a, they listen to a song and just connect with their heart and connect with a feeling of unconditional love. And most of them have not felt that in a long time. You know, they felt uh, self-hatred, you know, they're just low self-esteem and just not loving themselves, angry, resentful, non-forgiving, you know, just a lot of, a lot of negative feelings. So what we do is start the morning with positive feelings, really promoting all of the spiritual feelings of love and compassion and forgiveness and joy and um, just all those feelings in the heart. So we start the day with that. The morning group um, 
consists of some reading, some different materials that are based in spirituality, and then sharing. All the women get to share. And then after that, we go into yoga. And um, our yoga practice is not the kind that you would see at the gym or at a yoga studio. It's more of a daily practice of self-love. And there is movement, but it is um, anyone can do it. So the day starts like that with a very positive every day, and it becomes a daily practice, and it really you see yeah. such a difference after a week. You know, one of the things I read about your story is that you didn't have any kind of a spiritual practice going into recovery. So mm-hmm. does somebody have to have a spiritual practice to come into Via Calima? No, not at all. I, I had none. Um, you know, and that's where, that's how I got connected to it as, you know, I went, I checked into rehab and there was a spiritual yoga teacher there that was teaching, you know, guided meditations that were connecting me to me to something bigger, that there was something more, you know, than my ego and this story I'd been telling myself about how terrible I am, that there was something more than that, that I was bigger than that, that there was more that I could tap into. And, and that sparked my curiosity. And I started thinking, oh, maybe I can have a spiritual life. And so that was really just the spark that ignited my own spiritual ser- searching and seeking. And um, thank God for that, because that really changed my life profoundly. How do do people go from being a victim of alcohol and drugs to being free? Well, I was a victim of my my whole life. I started out, out my childhood being a victim, and then I had this victim mentality that was passed down to me by my mother. And, um, you know, that story just went on until I was 48, and I, I, you know, drank and used drugs to self-medicate all of that. And, um, you know, then when I finally went to treatment, I was able to look at that and look at my life and change my story into a story of I'm a survivor, not a victim. I love that. Well, listen, I want to thank you so much for coming on today. This has been very enlightening. And for those of you that recently tuned in, I want to let you know that you can find uh, Villa Kalima uh, by calling 760-814-8214. Again, 760-814. 814-8214. Kay White, thank you so much for being here. Uh, thank via, you, Kay. Via Ma offers, I just want to say it one more time, they offer proven clinical and holistic therapies for mind, body, and spirit <clears throat> for substantial recovery and permanent and, tra- and lasting transformation. So I hope you'll check them out again. Thank you, Kay. Thank you, Ken. Thanks okay. for having me on. I appreciate it. So All welcome. Right. Okay. Okay. Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Attention business owners. The feeling of being overwhelmed, stressed out, and facing difficult business challenges goes hand in hand with being an entrepreneur. But there are solutions, and it's time to explore the possibilities. You work hard as an entrepreneur. Give yourself the break you deserve. Ken D. Foster is the business coach for you. Ken has over 21 years of experience with leaders just like you who trust to share what is truly going on in their business and that thing called life. You're invited to set up a free confidential consultation with Ken. His wisdom, guided methods, and unique strategies will bring you to new heights and breakthrough obstacles. Visit KenDFoster.com to set up your free confidential consultation. It's time to achieve your dreams because you deserve a successful business and a balanced, happy life. Sound great? Find out how to make this happen. Visit KenDFoster.com. That's KenDFoster.com. KenDFoster.com. 
with Voices of Courage. And now your host, Ken D. Foster. All right. Well, welcome back. Uh, today, the show is called The Courage to Transform Addictions into Power. And <clears throat> this has been an amazing show. I, I know it's there's a lot of you that are tuning in, you're listening, you're learning, you're understanding what needs to happen. And right now, I have a call-in guest, Dr. Denny Carice. She's a PhD, and she is a clinical psychologist and part of a recovery community for over 30 years. She is currently the Chief Scientific Officer of Recovery Centers of America, a uh, startup company that's opened six treatment recovery campuses in the past three years, offering detoxification, residential partial hospital, intensive and traditional outpatient and family services. Dr. Carice, welcome. Thank you, Ken. Glad to be on. Hey, I'm so glad to have you here. So, you know, you advise lots of groups on uh, what to look for in in recovery and in treatment programs. How did you get started in all this, first of all? Well, I always say I didn't choose this field. It kind of chose me. So I was... uh, as a young woman, um, 17, 18, 19, I was a model, and I uh, went off to New York, and it was the era of uh, cocaine, and, uh, you know, I became somebody pretty quickly who could not uh, achieve my goals, could not show up for modeling shoots or anything else when I was using drugs and couldn't control that. So uh, after a little while, I decided to um, go into the field of trying to help other people to recover from this illness after I got into recovery myself. That's great. Well, how, so that was like 30 years ago. Is that what I'm hearing? Yes, yes, that was in the 80s. In the 80s, okay. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> you know, so, you know, now you find yourself as the executive director of this uh, uh, recovery center. Um, how's that been for you? What's, what's going on there? That, that's been great. I'll tell you, I, um, I've, I've worked in the research side of the field and the clinical side, and I've run large systems of care. And um, the, the CEO of the company, Brian O'Neill, came to me. They, they hadn't hired anybody clinical. Uh, and they, he asked me, would I come and lead the company clinically? And um, I had actually done work in about 20 different countries starting treatment in those countries that had said, we don't have a problem, so we don't have treatment. And I went and opened the treatment programs new and, and basically was able to develop them based on the science. And that's what really appealed to me here. And so I came on board to develop the treatment programs guided by the best science out there in all my years of research that we had done. And and um, so back in April 2016, we opened our first center, and now we've got the, the six large residential outpatient sites, but we've got 15 total between um, standalone residential. We have opioid treatment programs, and we have the, the residential detox um, that we talked about. That's great. Well, listen, every day in this country, we hear news about the opioid ad- epidemic, and you've got some clinical background. You've, you know, the scope of the problem is huge. But what, what's driving this this opiate uh, addiction and these problems? Well, it's a good question, right? So the um, there were seventy thousand overdose deaths last year, and about forty eight thousand were from opioids. That's one hundred and thirty people every day dying from opioids alone. Um, and when people ask me, you know, do you have any idea how this happened? I, I guess we'll never know. We actually really do know how this happened in this country. And it was a confluence of two um, kind of very different things. And the first is that um, the U.S. 
represents 4.6% of the world's population, right? But we consume 80% of its opioids. So the we really are a country with an insatiable demand for, for drugs. Um, in the late 90s, pharmaceutical companies came out and they marketed uh, opioids. They marketed them as less addictive. They t trained doctors that how to use them and that they were less addictive. And that really spurred this whole uh, opioid epidemic. At the same time, there was another group of folks from Mexico in Jalisco, Mexico, that started sending folks up here to deal Mexican heroin. At the time, 90% of our heroin was from Colombia. Now, 90% of our heroin comes from Mexico. And this was a very different way of dealing the drugs. I mean, it was very much like, you know, a, a, a very customer service oriented. It was almost like Domino's. You could call them. They'd meet you anywhere. If you complained about it, they'd, they'd give you replacement drugs. And, and the confluence of those two things, the, the purity of the heroin, the availability, the ease of getting it, along with this huge, really unethical push um, of pharmaceutical opioids kind of came together and really started this wow. issue. Well, listen, today I'm not going to have time to deal with the socioeconomic and political factors about uh, what came in, but I want to know this. I want to know how to treat the people that have come in um, with the opioid problems and, you know, how, how do we get them off it? That's, that's the bottom line, right? How do we get people off this and how do we educate them as to the dangers of this? Well, I mean, I think there's a lot of education going on right now, and there's there's various treatment options. There's not enough treatment available out there, but with opioids, there are some people that are going to come in and they say, you know, this is a problem for me. I don't want to be um, on a medication either. I'm not interested in that. And their their treatment would be to detox them and to keep them in some form of residential and then outpatient treatment in kind of lowering doses over time, but keep them in some kind of treatment, even if it's a once a week or month check-in for at least a year. Um, going through withdrawal today is very difficult because the, the drugs are much more potent. Um, and so it's difficult to get people to stick in there without a lot of support. If somebody is coming in and they say, I've tried that a number of times, there's three kind of primary medications that are used to treat opioid dependence. And I can talk to you about each of them if you want. They're methadone, buprenorphine, and naltrexone. Well, I, I, you know, one of the things that's in the news all the time is fentanyl. And, um, you know, what's, uh, yeah, I know it's dangerous, but I don't know much about fentanyl or fentanyl, how to get off it, or and I, I doubt if a lot of my listeners know. Let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Absolutely. So fentanyl has really profoundly impacted this crisis. 10, 20 years ago, and I've been in the field since I got sober, um, if somebody was using fentanyl, they were probably an anesthesiologist. That's where that drug is appropriate in, in that kind of work, and that was the, per the group who usually um, abused it. Today, what we see on the street is not prescription fentanyl. It is basically a black market fentanyl. So everything in, in medicine and in law enforcement is compared to morphine. So as an example, heroin is about two to five times stronger than morphine. Fentanyl is purely synthetic, meaning it's all done with chemicals in a lab, and fentanyl that's on the street is about 100 times more potent than morphine. Um, the other problem we see with that is that if you slightly alter the manufacturing process, uh, what I'll call street chemists, they can create a new version or an analog, and one of those is carfentanyl. And carfentanil is about 10,000 times stronger than morphine. The other issue with that, which is really important, is that 
when you kind of change a molecule, you now have a new drug. It didn't exist before, so they can't test for it. And by the way, it's not quite yet illegal because it didn't exist before. So we get a lot of our carfentanil in the mail from China, um, and it has caused significant problems both with detox and treatment, and, and we're finding a very different um, picture for folks who come in for treatment at Recovery Centers of America that are using fentanyl. So if uh, are, are teenagers using this? They, they are. There's no doubt about it, and they it, it's so interesting. So the number one place a teenager first tries drugs and finds drugs is either their parents' medicine chest or their friends' parents' medicine chest. So lock up your your prescription medicines. Um, very quickly, they transition over to heroin. And then now, another big problem is you don't know what you're getting. I mean, you never fully knew, but now you may think you're buying heroin and you're actually buying fentanyl. And since it's 10,000 times stronger than morphine, uh, you know, that's why we're getting so many of the overdoses with fentanyl. Wow. Okay. So um, what does the future look like with this opioid epidemic? Uh, Do you see anything uh, slowing or stopping on the horizon? Well, there's certain things that we've done well in this country to address the, the epidemic. So, so those are those are good things, and and some of those have been the physician drug monitoring program, which allows doctors to know if other doctors are prescribing the same medication. It used to be pretty easy for somebody and pretty common to get their OxyContin prescription filled by six different doctors each every two weeks and get those filled. You can't do that anymore. So that's definitely better. Um, physician physician education is better. But the reality is we've created whole communities, even generations of families, who've become accustomed to reaching for prescription opioids for any type of pain or just for pleasure. Well, listen, uh, uh, Dr. Uh, Denny, uh, uh, I have to take a break here, but uh, I want to hear the rest of this. And when I come back, I want to talk to you a little bit more about some evidence-based practices that can really help our listeners. So we'll be right back. We'll be back with more Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. There comes a time when you know you need to restart and regain control of your life. A time to seek freedom from the anxiety, addiction, and other issues that may be bringing you down. A time to heal and reemerge as the real you. Villa Kalima is a holistic residential recovery program exclusively for women for individualized treatment. Villa Kalima offers proven clinical and holistic therapies for the mind, body, and spirit to assure sustainable recovery. Villa Kalima focuses on healing the cause, not temporarily masking symptoms. It's the only way to truly recover and find yourself again. Villa Kalima is located in a beautiful, peaceful, resort-like setting and is a licensed and accredited residential treatment center accepting a variety of health insurances. Start your healing and renewal today by calling Villa Kalima in La Costa, California at 760-814-8214. 760-814-8214. 8214. Villa Kalima, a place for transformation. We're back with Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Learn more about Ken, how to be a guest on the show, and sponsorship opportunities by visiting voicesofcourage.us. And now your host, Ken D. Foster. Welcome back. Today we're talking uh, about the courage to transform addictions into power. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in to Voices of Courage. If you're new to the show, we're a new type of radio called Experience Radio, where 
we inspire our audiences to engage with us in growing your business and transforming your life. And you can find us on the web at voicesofcourage.us. I also want to mention that as a business owner, your presence online is more important than ever. And people will look you up online before they pick up the phone. That's why the right image of yourself in the branding of your business is vital. And I've come across one of the best branding experts in the San Diego area. Her name is Ann Landstrom. And she's uh, not only a top branding expert, she's a top photographer, one of the best I've ever seen. I recommend you give her a call. She promises to give you an image that will bring out the best in you and your business. And you can reach her at annphotography.com. That's A-N-N photography.com. Or just give her a call, 760-610-6263. Again, 760-610-6263. Six three. Well, I have a call-in guest on the line right now, uh, Dr. Denny uh, Carice, and she is here, and we're talking about addiction. We're talking about how to change addiction uh, in America. Um, I know she's doing her part, and uh, uh, Denny, let's let's just talk about uh, some evidence-based practices that you guys are using in your recovery centers to really change. Uh, a person from an addictive personality to a personality that's free of addiction. Right. Well, Ken, there's a number of different evidence-based practices. At RCA, we use both the medications that are evidence-based and therapies. Another evidence-based is time and treatment. Time and treatment is a great predictor of success, so we try and keep people engaged with alumni programs and whatnot. The types of therapies that are evidence-based are things like motivational interviewing, um, cognitive behavioral services, and then the medications are some that we um, would use for opioids, which is methadone or buprenorphine, suboxone, um, and Vivitrol. Uh, Another piece that's evidence-based is really addressing all the specific issues somebody has. So we have very specialized trauma tracks, eating disorder tracks, tracks for young women, young men, um, and older adults. That's that's really good. And um, so... You know, you advise uh, a lot of people on treatment programs around the world, around the country. Um, you know, what should somebody look like, look for when they're coming into a treatment program? Yeah. Uh, I, what this, it really centers around kind of availability, affordability, accessibility, and then quality. So the, the availability is that people should really go to treatment unless there's a very significant reason not to close to home. That's why we're a real neighborhood-based uh, orientation. But if you get treatment close to home, you start to develop those relationships. You get to continue with a therapist. You, learn, you meet people that are going into recovery that can support you. So this idea of flying away to treatment and then flying home is not good and is not as effective. Um, the other thing I'd look for is affordable. Is a place committed to helping you get care at a de- at a way in a way that you can afford. So, are they in network with insurance? Will they use and bill your insurance? And the other thing is accessibility. We do admissions twenty four seven, and we answer the phone at our call center, which is one eight hundred recovery. You can call that number twenty four seven. Somebody will answer the phone in like six seconds or less, and we will admit twenty four hours a day. That's really unusual for this field. 
Yeah, that's really unusual. So just uh, for those that just tuned in, I'm talking with Denise Carice. She's a PhD uh, in clinical, she's a clinical psychologist, and she is the chief scientific officer for Recovery Centers of America. And again, uh, uh, the num- that number is 1-800-RECOVERY. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. So they can go on the web at 1-800-RECOVERY.COM. Okay, good. Now, I want to ask you this. Um, Based on your experience over the years, and I asked my last guest the same thing, um, what stops people from getting recovery and, and keeping it? Right, right. Well, th- there's some things that stop people from getting into treatment, which lead you into recovery. And, some, and a big one of those is stigma. So there's a significant stigma in the country still around having this disorder, and that stops a lot of folks. I don't want my neighbors to know. I don't want my employer to know. And we've really got to work at that and get people to see this as the chronic disease that, is, that it is. Uh, once people can get into treatment, they have to stay the full course of treatment. That gives you the best predictor of success. And then really stay committed to developing and maintaining a support network that's going to help you to maintain your recovery same time, you've got to treat their psychiatric issues, depressions, eating disorders, things like that. If you don't treat those and you just try and treat the drug or alcohol problem, it's not going to work. Okay. And, you know, I know RCA has a neighborhood model. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah. So the neighborhood model is that we want people to get well where they live and work. And there's a number of reasons for that. If they get well nearby, they first of all, they could come visit before they commit to coming in. They could come see what the place is like. But bigger pieces are that their family can be involved in an ongoing, regular way. Family involvement is one of the biggest predictors that somebody will stay in treatment and have success after treatment. So we want the family involved, but we also want the person to develop relationships with other people who are in recovery. And it also allows them to use in-network benefits because you get you get contracts to be in-network with insurance based on where you're located. So it keeps their costs down. So for all those reasons, um, primarily the one where they get to develop relationships and have the family involved, we really encourage a neighborhood-based treatment program. Okay, that's good. And let's talk about the uh, full continuum of care because I know sometimes it's kind of a stop-start thing for a lot of uh, uh, people in recovery. How do you deal with that issue? Yeah, well, what what we do and what we really encourage is that you have a full continuum of care. And what that means is that if they need detox, you have that ability. If they need residential or outpatient, that you have that also. If they choose an opioid replacement medication or an MAT, you have that as well. And the reason for that is, in particular, certain parts of treatment where if you just do that one segment of care and stop, you're at much higher likelihood of overdosing and even having a fatal overdose. So, for example, having detox alone, going to a program that only has detox, um, it's one of the most dangerous things to do because when the person discharges, they're only five, six days sober or off the drugs, and then they have no tolerance. So they don't have the skills to maintain that recovery. They have no tolerance. They go out and they maybe use half as much heroin as they were using, but they they will overdose and die because their body has no tolerance. So having this continuum gives them the best likelihood of success. That's great. That's great. Okay. I've been talking to uh, Dr. Denny Carice. Uh, She's PhD and Chief Scientific Officer for Recovery Centers of America, and you can find them at at 1-800-RECOVERY. 1-800-RECOVERY. Dr. Carice, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. Thanks, Ken. 
All righty. So there it is. Now, listen, this is a show that I really want to encourage you to listen to a few times. It's packed full of information. And also, send it to your loved ones. Send it to the friends and family and those people that you think might need some support. You know, I'm going to give you a thought to live by. Come out of your closed chamber of mental narrowness. Drink in the fresh air of vital thoughts and views of other people. Drink vitality. Receive mental nourishment from material and spirituality progressive minds. Feast instinctively on the creative thinking within yourself and others. Take long mental walks on the paths of self-confidence. Exercise with the instruments of judgment, introspection, and initiation. I hope you'll follow that, and I'm so glad that you're tuning in. Please let others know about our show. We'll be here next week at the same time and same place. Take care. Thanks for joining us for Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. Learn more about Ken, how to be a guest on the show, and sponsorship opportunities by visiting voicesofcourage.us. And we're always interested in what you have to say. So follow Ken on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or email your questions and comments to viewer at voicesofcourage.us. Also, you can find all of Ken's previous shows by visiting voicesofcourage.us. Be sure to join us next Sunday at 10 a.m. as Ken brings more stories of courage that will inspire greatness within you and change your life for the better. Until next time, live courageously and see the unseeable, know the unknowable, and do the impossible. This has been Voices of Courage with Ken D. Foster. 